At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. I'm Simon Rose, and now it's time for the Financial Outlook for Personal Investors. And this week, Leith Calaf of AJ Bell looks at the world of investment from a UK perspective. I understand that we are going to talk about, well, it really is the question of the moment, isn't it, about inflation and what the prospects are, because it's going to make a massive difference for all investors' point of view, whether inflation remains subdued or whether it returns, either at, you know, either at a reasonable level or possibly even at an alarming level. So how are we going to address the topic? Yeah, hi Simon. I think it's a it's a tricky one because, as you say, it has a you know huge impact on on investor finances. And at the moment, the the kind of arguments in favour and against are very finely balanced. It's the kind of inflation is extre- extremely you know unpredictable macroeconomic factor. Mm-hmm. There's lots of things feeding into it, um, and you know there's there's a very strong case that we are going to get inflation because of all. The money printing that's gone on, the quantitative easing that the central banks are doing, and also on all, all the fiscal stimulus um, that governments have kind of thrown at the coronavirus problem. And obviously, we're going to get, you know, kind of, we're hoping we're going to get an economic recovery. Um, and, and what that, that you know, kind of is leading to at the moment and has led to is rising inflation. Um, we're all kind of going out and spending money on stuff. It's creating bottlenecks. We know that there are kind of staffing issues in certain sectors in the UK economy. Um, so um, that, that's where we stand at the moment. We're in a situation where we've had here in the UK, inflation has risen from about 0.7% at the beginning of the year to 2.5%. So, you know, that's pretty rapid kind of ratcheting up mm. in inflation. 2.5% is above target, of course. Yes, the Bank of England has a mandate to keep inflation at, well, it's rather odd talk, to keep inflation at 2%, which of course is utterly impossible. That's right. Yes, indeed. Yes. So, I mean, they, they, they obviously kind of tolerate certain sort of deviations yes. from that. The probably a rough rule of thumb is about 1% deviation, after which the Bank of England um, governor has to start rising the chance to explain himself. Um, but so, so they're still within that, that kind of margin of error at the moment. And of course, 2.5% inflation, anyone who kind of lived through the 90s or, or, or particularly the 70s will tell you that that is not an inflationary number to, 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 to worry about, because back then kind of you know, inflation was, was in double digits. But the, but the worry is where, where we go from here. Um, I mean, just, just to kind of provide some balance in terms of, you know, kind of why, why we might not get um, inflation. Um, you know, the, the central bank um, here and, and elsewhere, they all, they all think that inflation is transitory. Um, so basically, it's just a kind of passing phase that we're going through. And you can see why they're making that point. If you look at something like the oil price, for instance, which is you know a very important input into inflation, it's currently trading at around seventy dollars per barrel. Now, if you compare that to two years ago, it's about seventy. It was about seventy dollars per barrel. So very little movement mm-hmm. over two years. But 
Inflation by its nature is an annual figure. So we're actually looking back to last year. Yes. What happened last year was that there was this dramatic fall in, in the price of oil. You know, it got down to 20, 20, 20 bucks with the, the uh, per barrel. You know, there were certain contracts were actually selling at negative prices. Yes, yes. Trying to get I around that. Yeah, so... Um, so, so, so what we're looking at now is not just the price, what's happening today, it's also what's happening today in comparison to what was happening a year ago. And actually, a year ago, things were really distorted by what was going on in financial markets. And so the central bank is you know, quite rightly saying, well, that's going to kind of start feeding out of the equation unless we get some dramatic rise from here on in. So looking forward, you know, this time next year, we're not going to have um, th this, this kind of same phenomenon going on. And, and that's happening across a lot of, 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 of kind of markets. It's happening, you know, probably in, in the way, in, in, in kind of um, people's wages as well, um, because we're now going back to a normal economy um, from one which was, you know, a, a closed shop. Mm. So, you know, a year ago, you know, there were kind of always 9 million people on furlough. There are now 2 million. So that, you know, at the moment, that's creating what looks like a really big, jump in in people's wages of around seven percent which is huge you know from an inflationary point of view is hugely worrying but actually the the office for national statistics have you know done some bean counting and they actually say that you know if you strip out the kind of that that kind of furlough effect and also the fact that a lot of jobs that were lost were in, in lower paid hospitality roles actually wage growth is around 3.2 to 4.4 percent somewhere in that band and actually, that's kind of a relatively normal band. So the Bank of England is looking at this and just saying, you know, this this stuff is going to go away. So we're going to we're going to keep keep uh, keep monetary policy loose for the foreseeable. And many of these arguments are the same from the, the Fed. Uh, let me put the sort of the, the counter argument to you after we've just paused for breath. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, clearly, the Bank of England and the Fed would, would hope that this is all transient, but they have to hope that because aren't we in a rather worse position than we might have otherwise be? And certainly, when we had inflation in the, the 70s or the 90s, we were not as heavily indebted, both uh, I mean, not just governments, but corporate sector and um, personal sector. I mean, everybody is is indebted such that if interest rates start rising the knock-on effect is going to be awful i mean i'm thinking of some of the things that i've seen recently just seeing today that um uh, toy importers are saying order early for christmas because mm. the prices they know are going to soar 12 months ago to bring a standard container from shanghai to rotterdam it was costing two thousand dollars now it is thirteen thousand dollars we right. know that uh, there's a massive shortage of, of microchips. There are problems with supply chains all over the place. I mean, secondhand car prices are soaring because people can't get new cars, so they're having to buy secondhand. We know there aren't enough lorry drivers around, but that's going to probably have a knock-on effect. As well. I mean, so yes, there are obviously very good arguments why it might be transient, but also you can see why some people are worried that it may get worse. And, and I, I slightly worry that it could get worse very quickly 
because mostly of the extraordinary indebtedness we're, we're in. Um, I mean, you know, even even the government uh, uh, stock that's been issued, it, now that is of a much shorter duration than it used to be. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I absolutely take all that on board. And, you know, I don't wish to downplay inflationary risks. I think they are definitely there in the system. And some of the things that you pointed to are, are, are definitely happening. Um, I guess there is a question about whether some of this stuff these price rises are driven by the fact that we've all just started to re regain our lives and economic activity. Yes, I mean, we're and yes absolutely. We're and many people may want time. to try and catch up with some of the revenue they exactly. haven't had. Yes, absolutely. That, that, that's right. I guess I guess one of the things also, again, just again, playing sort of devil's advocate on the disinflationary side is, well, yeah, we're all going to play catch up. But then what happens from then on? You know, kind of there's only so many holidays you can take a year. There's only so many times you can eat out. Yes. Once we've all kind of got back to, you know, living life and enjoying it a year down the line, two years down the line, what, what, what are we, what are we going to be going, going to be doing? Um, I think probably another thing to think about is also what's going to happen in terms of um, fiscal and monetary policy. So if you look, if you look here in the UK, um, at the moment, obviously, the government's shelling out loads of money to people um, through through furlough, through kind of um, business rates relief loans, all that all that sort of thing. Um, if, if if you look actually at the kind of budget this year, the policy decisions that were made there, actually, what you what you can see is that there's a very big giveaway this year, and there's a very big giveaway next year. So there's money, government pushing money into the economy, but thereafter it starts to flow back. Um, because the government is freezing personal allowances, uh, it's also raising corporate tax tax rates, so and it's paying off debt with that. So that again is a, is a disinflationary thing yes. that's coming down the road. And the, again, the point is I'm making is that all this stuff is really unpredictable. I'm just saying that you know there are they, this argument is very finely balanced. Yes. Um, yeah. So and so. <laughs> Presumably, if the argument is finally balanced, what would I'm wondering what the advice should be to investors? And perhaps until we know which way it's going, it's better to be late to the party rather than too early. If you try and inflation-proof your portfolio, maybe you're doing the the wrong thing. How, how, yeah, how I mean, are you advising people just one, to buy one. their time and so, wait? Um, well, well, actually, I'd probably say that I I suspect that a lot of people's investments at the moment are probably skewed towards assets that do well in a low inflation environment. And I say that for a number of reasons. One is people just haven't thought about inflation for so long because it's not been a problem. So it's a fairly new phenomenon for us to be kind of having this discussion. But the second reason is because we have been in a low inflation environment. That's that's meant that these kind of the, the assets that do well in that env that environment, and I'm probably speaking particularly about bonds and long dated bonds, have have swelled in value, and they probably make up a large part of people's portfolios now, and obviously that's driven performance, and people like to buy things that's performed well, so they probably even pour, poured more money into yes, it. So yes. this isn't everyone's portfolio by any means, but I suspect that there are a lot of people who are probably. You know their, their their portfolios are probably skewed towards a disinflationary environment, and if we do get an inflationary period, they're going to struggle. So it's probably a bit like you know the arguments. It's about having having some balance in your portfolio, um, and just checking that you aren't kind of pointing necessarily one way 
or the other and that kind of in either environment you've at least got some assets that are going to be doing okay that seems incredibly sensible. Laith, thank you very much indeed. I have been talking to uh, Laith Calaf of AJ Bell, looking at the world of investment from UK perspective in the financial outlook for personal investors. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio.